Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Here we go on a Thursday. Lots to talk about, lots to do. In L.A., it's the Herd. Wherever you may be and however you may be listening, thanks for making us part of your day. Uh, J-Mac last week, because I'm taking tomorrow off, so J-Mac's going to deliver tomorrow's headlines today in our third hour. Last week it was the NFC. We kind of agreed. Today it's the AFC. Uh, Very interested. I, I already have a feeling of vibe on one of his picks, but I disagree with vehemently. But uh, I, I watched the United States men's national oh. team, by the way. First of all, Panama outplayed us. They deserved a win. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that today, but Panama deserved a win last night. They way, outplayed us. Way to start the show on a Debbie Well, Downer. well, well. Come we, on. It was our backups. It was our third stringers. Hey, USA-Mexico was going to be Sunday at SoFi out I here. I was all excited to take the family. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> Disturbing uh-huh. loss last night. Okay. Not a major setback, but disappointing. All right. So they had the ESPYs last night for the 13th straight year. I didn't watch any of it. Uh, but I was told Caleb Williams, USC quarterback, won something called Best Male College Athlete. And I was reading a story this morning about Daniel Jeremiah. He's a scout, former multiple team scout, smart guy. And he was talking about how he doesn't remind him of Patrick Mahomes. He reminds him of Josh Allen. Now, I think he plays a much more composed game. He reminds me much more of Mahomes, so I disagree with the scout. Uh, I thought Josh Allen was wild, out of control in college, early in the NFL. Caleb Williams is never out of control. Uh, Mahomes, by the way, people view him as wild. He's never out of control. Uh, Josh Allen sometimes is. Bad decisions, red zone. Uh, For a variety of reasons, I don't see the comp with Josh Allen nearly as much, and some of it's just emotional. I do see the Mahomes comp. But it is interesting because only three times since I've been doing this, I was not doing sports talk radio or television in the John Elway era. 2012 with Andrew Luck, 2021 with Trevor Lawrence, and 2024 with Caleb Williams. The only three times, not Peyton Manning, the only three times I believe that a college quarterback going into his last year 
is better than 75% of the NFL. Three guys. And they weren't perfect. Andrew Luck, I can remember talking to scouts who said he doesn't avoid contact. He's going to get hurt. He bangs into people. He holds the ball too long. He thinks he can make a play. Wasn't perfect. Trevor Lawrence, people thought the ball dipped his delivery. He could sail the ball from time to time. And Caleb Williams, you wish he was an inch and a half taller. Sometimes he kind of runs backwards making a play, but he'll get coached out of that. He does it less and less. It feels like at the end of the year, he didn't do it nearly as much as he did at the beginning of the year. Probably won't be an issue. They're not perfect. Um, and it's very, very rare. But they have something that I think is important in that they have this incredible confidence, but it's never narcissism. It's never conceited, and it's never arrogance. That was the problem with Johnny Manziel. That was the problem with Cam. That was the problem with Baker. That they were confident, but it became conceit or arrogance, maybe both. It was obnoxious at times. And that's really important as a pro quarterback because you're the coach on the field. We all know that. But leadership is one of those things that's hard to define. And you know it when you talk to it. And all three, Luck and Trevor Lawrence and Caleb Williams, I was lucky enough to talk to them early in their careers. The last time I saw Caleb Williams, he walked up to me and said, I'm not nearly as good as you say I am. Ever get that with Baker? <laughs> Johnny Manziel, no. Um, all three, Luck, Trevor, Caleb, willing to take risks. That's a big thing. They're not deterred by interceptions. They don't. Not that they don't care, but they never lose confidence on an interception. But I wouldn't classify any of them as reckless. Andrew Luck wasn't reckless. He was running for his life behind a terrible O-line with no receivers. 12 years, three quarterbacks that fall into this. Now, I love Sam Darnold, but he wasn't a generational talent. I knew a lot of GMs that liked him, but he wasn't generational. He had a flawed delivery. He was a linebacker at one point in high school. He wasn't a natural, fluid quarterback. He was just a great kid, a gamer, physical, could move around. I missed. I thought he was going to hit. I missed. Became very apparent year two, year three, just a flawed delivery. Joe Burrow was not. Joe Burrow junior year looked like a college quarterback. Joe Burrow had a great last year, had to transfer. There's a lot of guys out there. Justin Herbert, a lot of critics. Uh, people thought he was too mechanical. Didn't, it wasn't until the Rose Bowl that the Chargers finally decided he's the guy. They still like Tua a lot. But it's very, very rare that you get somebody that going into their last year of college is better than 75% of the NFL. That's generational. That's different. Great kid. He's got the confidence without the narcissism. And I would say with luck, Trevor Lawrence, and I've met Caleb Williams' dad, I would say in all three, the key to it, parents. To be really confident without the conceit, generally really good parents. All this stuff starts at home. Um, all right, so I saw this story today at The Athletic. The Athletic uh, uh, is that subscription model. Very interesting. I like reading it a lot. So there is a story uh, today about Russell Wilson and the Broncos where Randy Mueller, I know Randy, uh, he's been on the show before, says there is a lot at stake for everybody this year. We know that to be true because Russell's got a monster contract. And if it doesn't work, uh, Denver's going to be bailing water for several years. Sean Payton, everybody in the organization has said this year is key. So I actually think Denver is going to be pretty predictable offensively this year. There's three things we know to be true. 
Without argument, they have upgraded the offensive line. Now, you can argue they're receiving and tight end cores, this, this, this. PFF ranks at middle of the pack. I think it's better than that, but we can argue that. You cannot argue their left tackle, their best lineman's back. They went and got a top guard and a right tackle. The O-line will be significantly better. Secondly, we know Nathaniel Hackett was over his skis by September. The Broncos last year, in September, had to hire a veteran assistant who could basically manage the game. By November, they took away play calling. It was a disaster. That we know, no dispute. And number three, also not a dispute, Sean Payton's one of the best last 20 years offensive coaches in the NFL. Those O-line, Hackett didn't work, Payton's really good. And the other break that I think really helps Denver is that if you look at the schedule, only four times this year will they face an elite defense. Washington, who's got a rookie quarterback, the Jets and New England, both at home, and then the Buffalo, a team that J-Mac and many believe is going backwards. That's it. That is it. There's a lot of defenses that may have a great player or two. Raiders, Miami, Chicago, Green Bay, Kansas City, Minnesota, Cleveland, Chargers, Detroit, Vegas again, they do not. There's no Steeler defense on here. There's no Raven defense. There's no Niner defense. There's no Bengal defense. There's no Philadelphia defense. There's no Cowboy defense. I'm, I'm often critical of the Cowboys. They got good personnel. It's a good defense. No Cowboy, no Steeler, no Niner, no Eagle, no Bengal, no Raven. Broncos are going to score some points. So last year, despite the O-line being awful, star running back being hurt, Nathaniel Hackett, they averaged 16.9 points a game. And the league average was 21.9 points a game. So do I believe with a better O-line, an easier defensive schedule, and one of the best coaches in 20 years, they'll go from 16.9 points a game to 21.9 points, five points a game, to just get to the league average? Yes, I do with a lot of confidence. The question will be, can they get to 24.6 points a game? Because that's what playoff teams scored. And my takeaway is that's exactly a touchdown more than last year. Yep, I think Sean Payton, better online, easier defensive schedule, is worth a touchdown a game. So I think Denver's actually fairly predictable. I think they'll be closer to 24 and 25 points a game. I think if you look at their schedule, they're going to have to get into a couple of shootouts against Kansas City and probably Buffalo. But I'll think, I think they'll be equipped. But when the schedule comes out, there are not a lot of elite defense. And we know Jets personnel, Steelers, Ravens, Niners, Ingle, Bagel, Bengals, Cowboys, those are really good defenses. Returning most of your really good players. So I think, I think they're a fairly easy team to figure out. Now, they may lose a lot of close games. They may end up being an eight-win team or a nine-win team because they lose two games in overtime. But is Sean Payton worth a touchdown and that O-line? I think he is. I think it's going to be a fairly predictable season. They'll be middle of the pack or slightly above it in scoring and the 9-10 win category. 11 if they win the close ones, 9 if they don't. J-Mac, very excited for today's show. Um, LeBron's not going to retire. 
Clearly. That was a little cringy last night. Yeah, a little bit. Hey, can I go to the Broncos real quick? I'm looking at last year. So they started two and five. Yes. Tough hole. Do you know their first four games are favored in three of them? Mm-hmm. So Peyton and Russ get it rolling early. Obviously, they'll uh, you know lose to the Jets in week five. But you, get, you face the Raiders and Commanders out of the gate. There is an opportunity for Denver to jump out strong, unlike last year. Well, also, if you go back to when Hackett gave up the play calling... They were a slightly better offense when he just gave it up. So in September, the general manager said, we're going to hire an assistant to manage the game in September. In November, they're like, okay, you can't call plays. Yeah. So he basically just stood on the sidelines the last six weeks, and that's the best they were. Yeah. And Denver, so, we know in the early season games, have a big altitude advantage. They do. You know, uh, you're warming up in the preseason, then you've got to go to high altitude and play the Broncos. They have an edge there, so they can start out of the gate 2-0. and look at, look at that schedule again. They Very get favorable. home games against... Shaky. Raiders defense against Washington's rookie quarterback. That's how they start the season. That Miami game will be difficult, but then no they bounce question. back against the Bears. They should win that when they're a slight favorite there. They don't, they don't play an elite defense until the Jets at home in Week 5. And by the way, because of the Jets' schedule, the Jets could be a little beat up. Jets' early schedule is daunting. The Broncos is not. So stuff sort of works in their favor this year. They start the season against weaker defenses. Uh, they A lot of home games early. Not a lot. Uh, I mean, they're going to have to have shootouts with the Bills. May have to get into a shootout at Detroit. Couple of shootouts against Kansas City. Uh, Capable of winning those, but 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 if you if you start looking at just drip drip drip, they're going to average about twenty five a game. So NFC playoff teams last week, AFC this week. I'm just saying right now. You look at the AFC. Like Denver might be the tenth best team. In the AF- AFC is unbelievably difficult to pick the playoff team, Colin. It, it's super hard. Just the AFC North. Is daunting. Just the AFC North. We love Cincinnati. I mean, I'm I'm on the Pittsburgh thing where I'm like, well, when TJ Watt plays and Kenny Pickett plays at the end of the year, they 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 won their games. You've got three divisions where three teams could make the playoffs. No question. That makes it extremely hard. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Be sure to catch live editions of the Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, ninety seconds. Use the code Herd H E R D. That's code heard for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. 
That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Now entering the Noble Zone, sponsored by Credible Great Rates, None of the Bull. Um, Outside of Nick Wright, I'm about as pro-LeBron as anybody could be. And outside of the decision, I don't think LeBron's had a lot of cringy moments. And by the way, politicians, star athletes, musicians, there's a lot of hubris. Uh, there's a lot of entitlement. Uh, we see it with our politicians. So there, there's going to be some cringy moments. Uh, you're selling you all the time. Add on the social media stuff. I get it. It's not the end of the world. Uh, I, I, I did think, though, the decision, it didn't bother me, but it bothered a lot of people, so I, my sensibility could be wrong. But I thought this was a tad cringy last night. LeBron at the ESPYs. Here we go. I don't care how many more points I score or what I can or cannot do on the floor. The real question for me is, can I play without cheating this game? The day I can't give the game everything on the floor is the day I'll be done. Lucky for you guys, that day is not today. Kind of over the top. Lucky for us. Standing ovation, playing to the crowd, I get it. But, you know, like, I understand it's a star-driven league. Like, I get it. But how about we make something cool in 2024 and beyond? An occasional moment of humility by a pro athlete. That, That would be great. By the way, I think that's why I like Jokic and Giannis. I think it's why I like them. Like, they're about the team and the community. It's okay. I know they won't get the ratings or sell the shoes of others, but it's kind of nice, right? It's, it's why I like college sports still. They're kids. The coach can actually coach. Everybody's not fearing their job, and they're really grateful to be part of something local, a community. It's special. Um, Tom Brady, I thought, did it right. Remember, his got at the end, it got weird. His wife wanted him to retire. He didn't want to retire. There was the Miami Dolphin thing. It got real wanky at the end. But I thought this was about as good a job as you can do as a GOAT in any sport to retire. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I won't be long-winded. I think you only get one super... Emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So, uh, really, thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever. There's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Just the right tone. Just emotional enough. Kobe had one great performance at the end. Uh, Jeter last at bat at Yankee Stadium. Wasn't it a walk-off single? Some elegance to it. Classic Jeter. Seinfeld, one last big episode. Then he moved on to other stuff. I like LeBron. I'm pro-LeBron. How lucky are we? A little cringy. He shouldn't retire, by the way. 
He's still great in moments and spurts and occasionally great for overall games. He wants to play with his son. That's pretty cool. But uh, how lucky are we? There's a lot of good players in this league. One of them just swept you. <laughs> the Lakers, the Lakers could be lucky, speaking of that, to beat the Nuggets in a series the next two to three years because it's highly unlikely. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Let's start with a team that we can't get enough of, the New York Giants, Colin. Saquon Barkley and the Giants still in a stalemate over his contract. Recent reports indicated his week one availability is in question. Barkley, according to the reports, is seeking up to $16 million per season. But Saquon called cap on those reports, tweeting out two hat emojis, meaning that's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> um, I, don't, I don't know what to make of this, this Saquon Barkley stuff, Colin. I, you know I side with him in this, right? We, I think we both side with Saquon. The Giants yeah. messed it up. But why are they making him, trying to make him look bad with these reports? Oh, he, want, he wants $16 okay. million. So I, I saw a story recently where another major insurer pulled out of Florida, right, because of the hurricanes. Okay. And so increasingly insurance companies are pulling out of Florida because they don't think uh, because of the hurricanes. And a lot of this is climate change, bigger storms. Uh, there's some policy reasons behind it. And so um, insurance, I think about this, is just protection. That's why you pay so much for insurance. I've never been in a car wreck. I've been paying it my entire life. So insurance is valuable. Could I not argue he's the best insurance company in New York? Saquon Barkley. Now that you have gone all in multiple years on Daniel Jones, he's basically insurance to provide some certainty that Daniel doesn't go backwards. So Brian Dayball, offensive coach. They hired him because it was some insurance mm. that they, whether Daniel was great or not, Dayball would get the most out of him. I think we'd agree he did. Oh, yeah. Well, then Saquon now is insurance on a game-by-game -game basis that you don't become reliant on Daniel Jones. So if you're going to pay Daniel Jones that, then you've got to keep Dayball and you've got to keep Barkley. All they are, it's insurance for this massive house, this infrastructure, Daniel Jones, this investment you made that's probably, at this point, you paid too much for that. Yeah. So now you just need insurance. Saquon Barkley, I know insurance is expensive, but he's got an argument. What is the house without yeah. the insurance? Okay, you know what it is? It's a bad investment. What? You can have a most beautiful house in the block. If you got no insurance, you live in California earthquake. You live in Florida. So right now, Daybull is worth his weight in gold. Saquon's worth his weight in gold. You have to make sure that this investment that you've gone all in on for three years, probably four, at least breaks even. Yeah. I mean, they did add Darren Waller, the tight end, who, who, who plays healthy, infrequently. Well, that's the thing. I mean, Waller gets hurt and Barkley's like a holdout. All of a sudden, this team, I'm talking, they're going back to like the five, six win territory, right? They're, they're just not a good offensive unit, even though we love Dayball, right? Oh, I think he's spectacular. Yeah, one of the best in the league. Uh, next up, let's stay in the NFC East. Jalen Hurts made a huge jump last season, leading his team to the Super Bowl, but ultimately coming up just short against Mahomes despite a heroic effort. Well, Dallas Goddard was recently asked about ranking quarterbacks, and here's what he had to say about his teammate Jalen Hurts. 
he's a dog. He's okay. he's really good. I think he should be uh, top three, top two. Um, you know, it's hard to take anything away from Patrick. And you go down that list, and uh, you know, there's probably ten quarterbacks that could be in the top five. Depends on what fan base you are, but personally speaking, Jalen's in the top two. See, this is what I expected uh, Justin Jefferson to say about his guy Kirk Cousins. Like, well, Jalen Hurts, pump up your guy. You wouldn't say top two, but you got to say at least top five. Well, Jalen Hurts appears to be far more dynamic oh, than oh, Kirk Cousins. Okay, Jalen Hurts had one really, really great no, season. No, that, that, it, it is fair to say that, but it wasn't just a good season. It was a great season. MVP caliber season. It was, and he had an incredible Super Bowl hurt. So, by the way, what you're saying isn't wrong. Are we just going crazy off one great season? We've Like Geno Smith, you and I both don't think he's going to back up last season with another one. I don't. I think he'll be fine. But I thought there was an element of surprise. Um, like I, it, now, now we got more recent Geno tape. I think Geno will be fine. But last year, I think he led the NFL in passer rating. I don't think that's going to happen. Well, again. Hertz also lost his OC. That we'll yes. see. Steichen very, very yeah. good. But it wasn't like of. Jalen was pretty good. That he ran for 18 touchdowns. He passed for oh, 25. I would have given him the MVP award if he comes down off all these numbers, 25 percent. He's still a Pro Bowler. If he runs for 13 touchdowns and throws 20 touchdowns, that's still like 33 touchdowns. That's top two or three in the league. So, I mean, his numbers are so spectacular if you take out the Steichen factor. Let's just peel off 20%. So he loses two to three touchdown runs and two to three touchdown okay. passes. So you He's pull, still elite. You pull the other 31 GMs around the league. After Patrick Mahomes, who would you take as your second Burl, best quarterback? Everybody, Burl right. or Allen. I mean, listen, I like Hurts a lot. Probably but, Allen because he's bigger and never had an injury like Burrow. Okay. Probably but Allen. the point is, Dallas yeah. Goddard is pumping up his guy. Of course. Yeah. He is. Justin Jefferson, uh, you have to admit, you're coming around on that. Justin Jefferson. No, I'm not at all. Yeah, I'd be, it, again, if it was a list of top 11. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Just say, you're hyping your guy. Final story in the NBA, uh, Victor Wembenyama, he's been shut down for the NBA Summer League after that 27-point explosion in Game 2. He was asked about the differences between the NBA and playing in Europe, and uh, Wembenyama may have added another target on his back. Here's what he had to say. The court is more open. Uh, it's going fast, but it's it's less physical, and, uh, and I get fouled a lot, but not as much. <laughs> Nothing to compare. Here, people, like players are just flying, you know. Out there is more underground, pushing underground, big box house. Here, it's great athletes, the best in the world. More, way more talent. And uh, yeah, but uh, I like this better, though. Uh, by the way, uh, I hope nobody was offended. He's not saying the NBA is soft. What he's saying is because of the dynamic level and the speed of the NBA, it's a less physical game. And whereas Europe's a tad more plodding because it's not as dynamic. And if you watch the NBA, the speed in which they play, it's like hockey. If you watch really high-end hockey, it goes so fast, it's incredible. Less talented hockey players aren't moving as fast. The NBA's got so much speed and so many athletes, the game flies up and down the floor. I mean, they're averaging 115, you know, a, a yeah. night. It's not that the NBA is not physical, but it's hard to be a physical player if you can't shoot. You get lost. It's like it used to be in hockey, you could clutch and grab. If you're just a fighter and a clutch-grab guy, the game's too fast anymore. You can't play hockey if you don't have the speed. So I hope people aren't looking at this and saying, well, he says the NBA is soft. The European game, 
is a little bit more physical. Some of it is because it's just not as dynamic. We're already seeing pushback against women. Like, anything he says is going to be criticized. It, I don't like this, what's building, Colin. There's a lot of pushback online against basically anything Wembenyama does. First game, oh, he's terrible. Two for 13. He's not a good prospect. Oh, the hype. And then he plays really well. Well, look what he said about the league. It's soft. And it... We're doing this thing. Maybe it's just online, I hope. It is online. Because everybody I talk to seems excited about women. Well, that's up. right. Everybody online hates me. In real life, 33 years, nobody's ever said that in person. Like, you can't take online it, for it's anything. It's just very weird. Well, the, the other thing is, uh, you have to just understand, a lot of people peaked in high school. And so they hold on to the past. And so a lot of people are telling you, I mean, we, you, we all have friends who are at their core in college or high school, right? And things haven't turned out in real life. And so they kind of, anybody that's, there's some jealousy and some anger and resentment about new and progressive stuff. I get it, okay? We shouldn't make fun of those people. It's a reality. But there's a lot of people that want to tell you how great the NBA was in the 80s. Folks, they were playing playoff games and teams were scoring 69 points and 72 points. The New York Knicks and the Pacers played a series. There was one elite shooter in the whole damn series, Reggie Miller. Like seven guys couldn't hit a 15-foot jumper. Those Nick teams could not shoot. Their guards, John but Starks, couldn't the shoot. The 90s NBA was so no, good. No, no, no. It, it wasn't. Was it was it's not. It was slow. People Player. are nostalgic. Look, Just if, like you, you've heard in music, everybody loves the, the era they grew up in. They love that music. They can listen to it forever. Same with movies. Just because it connected with you as a kid. And people feel that way about the NBA in the 80s and 90s. Go back on YouTube and watch it's some of those so games. It's like, oh my slow. God. It's just not good basketball. No, it's slow. Very few people can shoot. It's plodding. Now, I do like some of the layering. I like Kareem. I like Biggs. But the, the, the bottom line today is the, the, the players are bigger, longer, faster. They can all shoot. They're more skilled. It's just a totally different ball game. Yeah. In I, fact, when a player is dynamic and can't shoot, and we all know those guards who they are, they look out of place. They can't get the May and June basketball. So it's like you you the bottom line now is you cannot have two players on the floor at any one time that can't shoot. You you can't. The Knicks used to have four. The spacing would and be made crippled. the Eastern yeah. Conference Finals. When I tell people that, like the power forward position, go look at all the Dale Davis, uh, Anthony Mason. Can't all play those, today. They would not be able to play on the floor right now. Can't play today. You can't. And people don't want to believe that. Well, look at Draymond. He's a non-shooter. Okay. Draymond at, is one of at, the highest IQ passers uh, picking uh, on the perimeter. Go, like, Look at players that were in the NBA. Tristan Thompson was viewed valuable, and over the course of four years, couldn't have him on the floor. He just couldn't shoot. And he was valuable for about a two, three-year yeah. period. And as the game changed, it's like, we're going to put Kristen on the floor. Because you, ha you had to have a love. LeBron can shoot. Like, even Matthew Dellavedova could hit a triple. J.R. Smith, Kyrie Irving. Couldn't have him on the floor in big spots. It's funny. Uh, remember J.J. Redick uh, mentioned about the point guards from the Bill Russell era? Yeah. He's like, they couldn't dribble with their left hand. It's true. And that's and fine. We, we look back on the Bill Russell era like, oh, Bill Russell's the greatest winner of all time. Like, listen, I know he had a great career. I, I don't want to get in this back and forth again, but the era of players from that, the, the point guards didn't dribble with their left hand. And, and you're telling me Bill Russell all of a sudden would be totally dominant right now? Like, it's just... It's not. No, the, I know the, people don't like to hear that, but no, there's a different the, level of everything. The other thing is the game's global. So the pool yeah. of athletes is significantly bigger. So it's like we have more athletes. Baseball's this too. Baseball's increasingly global. I mean, it's been global for a long time. But it's like there's just more great athletes. They're coming from all over the world. Yeah. The NFL remains a domestic league. So I, I still contend guys that were good in the 70s. Walter Payton would be great today. Yeah. It's not a global sport. The pool is domestic.
So Jerry Rice would be great today. But most players in the 50s, 60s, 70s, NBA, baseball, would not be as dominant. I mean, I always use the same example. When I was a kid in the 70s, the Reds were a dominant team. They had one player that threw in the 90s. Don Gullett was a high school football star in Kentucky. Number 35, left-hander Reds, had some injury issues. Don threw like 95 miles an hour. Now, he wasn't Nolan, but he was considered, oh, it's a heater. If you go to the Angels staff, eight guys throw in the mid-90s. Eight. Like, if you had a flamethrower, go to the Dodgers staffs. Don Sutton was the flamethrower. It was a lot of guys throwing 88 to 90. Athletes are bigger, stronger, and you could say, well, the nutrition, whatever. All I know is today's athletes in the NBA, way more yeah. skilled. I mean, you put Randy Moss in the 60s NFL. What, what is Randy? Well, Randy, no. Randy like, Moss, but in football, it's different. He would translate Every, in any era. NFL, even Jim Brown. NFL players translate better because the game's not global. Yeah. So you kind of know what you get. And also, the, the game is fast is fast. I mean, Daryl Green, Washington corner, would yeah. be great today. Burner. But it's different in yeah, basketball. is very highly skilled. Remember, football, you don't even have to play high school football. You don't have to play college football. You could, in some cases, make the NFL. Antonio Gates. Yeah, tight ends. Right, right, right. Why? Guys, yeah. Because football's not as highly skilled. Golf, highly skilled. Basketball, baseball. If you don't get in a batting cage in baseball, even a great hitter doesn't go in the cage for two months. Yeah. Golf. Take a pro golfer. You don't get the. You don't go to the driving range. You don't go to a putting green for two months. Basketball player, don't pick up a basketball for two months. Like that player will tell you. Like you lose skill level in the NFL. Players take two months off, go to the beach just yeah. to rest. So football's not as predicated on a, a specific skill. Now, obviously, a quarterback, yes. Yeah. But you, you want to anger any uh, NBA old head? Just say. Can you imagine how good Zach Levine would have been in the 60s with the Celtics? Zach Levine. Probably been the best player in the league in the 60s. He's unbelievable athlete now. No, Threes, fun. dunks. I mean, he's... He's very There was talented. no Zach Levine type players in that era. I don't think Nobody. he would be a winning player in the oh, 60s either. Oh, stop it. He would <laughs> win in any era. He's so good. Oh but, you know, gosh. the argument is, basically, football's a bit different, but like baseballs, your golfs, your your uh, tennis tends to be... A, equipment's big in tennis, right? There's... Go look at the rackets in the 70s. Look at them now. Like everything, you know, is going 100 miles an hour. But in basketball, guys were just not... In the 60s, 70s, 80s, they just were not this skilled. And there's photographs of these guys smoking cigarettes at halftime. And and all this, like, uh, it's, it's just... It's different era craziness. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Line. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller. It would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, it's the Herd. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Teams are knocking on the door of the conference finals, and DraftKings Sportsbook has you covered every step of the way with same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. 
Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. It's fantastic. Super easy to get started with DraftKings. If you're a first-timer, really easy. Try betting on something like a team to win. Go to DraftKings Sportsbook's app, select your team, and place your first bet. It's that simple, really. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. It's easy, 90 seconds. Use the code HERD, H-E-R-D. That's code HERD for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings, the crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www1 800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip hi checking in for or the perfect table hey where are you coming and when you get access to resi priority notify with your amex platinum card hey this looks amazing i'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through amex travel it's worth the trip that's the powerful backing of american express terms apply learn more at americanexpress.com slash with amex This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. In just eight days, the U.S. women begin their quest for a historic World Cup three-peat with a primetime showdown against Vietnam. The FIFA Women's World Cup next Friday at 9 p.m. Eastern, only on Fox. So uh, college football fans are the most delusional in my years of doing this. Nobody else is close. Maybe it's because it's the plaque on the wall. They're younger. But college football fans, I don't listen to any of them. Love you to death. I know you love Clat. I do too. I don't listen to them. Other fans I listen to, they have different perspectives. Literally, it's all gas. No breaks with college football fan. Their coach sucks. Ours is the best. Jim Harbaugh is a great example. He now owns Ohio State. He's, he's five for five, taking jobs, turning it around almost immediately. In fact, Stanford was the worst team in college football when he took it over. They got to Orange Bowls a few years later. He got to a Super Bowl. He's better than Ryan Day. He is. Ryan Day has not been to a Super Bowl. Ryan Day now can't beat Michigan. Jim's better. Doesn't mean Ryan Day's bad. Jim's better. Lincoln Riley, in his years, take out COVID, where it was all messed up. Lincoln Riley's won 12, 12, 12, 11, and 10. He's better than Brett Venables. It's not close. Lincoln Riley could get seven NFL jobs next year. Nobody would interview Brett Venables for a head coaching job in the NFL, and the NFL is the best coaching league. It's not close. It's way better than college. Half these guys doing college are lost. So you can't listen to college fans. Brian Kelly and Jim Harbaugh, between the two of them, I believe are nine for nine in turnaround jobs, mostly take shipwrecks and turn it around overnight. Stanford took a little longer. They're great coaches. I mean, literally, if you, if you, and then you got Sark. And so Sark's one of those that I defend, but I hear the critics. I do hear the critics. 
Now, I watched him at Washington, took over a zero-win program. Zero wins, turned it around. Uh, and he did turn it around. They were zero wins, five wins, seven a few years, nine. Then he left. He went to USC. They were a mess. Recruiting was excellent. Sort of turned him around, then had personal issues. And now he goes to Texas, and this year they're favored overwhelmingly to win their conference. But the knock has always been, eh, he can recruit. He's a great quarterback developer. He's a little light on the details. All right, details. So the, the theory has always been with Sark, not the theory, but the belief, because, again, I was a Brian Kelly fan when you were all dogging him. And I was a Harbaugh fan when you were all dogging him. And I'm a Lincoln Riley fan, and you're all dogging him. I'm a Sark fan. So the knock on Sark has been um, details, attention to detail, close games, not so good. So let's go look at close games. One score games in Brian Kelly's career and Lincoln Riley. And then there's Sark. Oh, that's not good. So Lincoln Riley's amazing 24 and 9. Brian Kelly's equally amazing 40 and 23. At Washington, USC, and Texas, Sark's under 500. So that leads you to believe Sark's in trouble. Until you see the next graphic. And Jim Harbaugh, who's been to Super Bowls, is basically 500 in one-score games. Even in recent years, last couple of years, he's 5-3. and three. Change one of those games, he's 4-4. Four and four. So my take on Sark is, I think Sark's really, really good. The criticism is, because we know he can recruit, I watched Washington, USC, and Texas, and within one year, they were better football teams. No question. No question. Texas has a culture they're big, they're fast, they're aggressive. Does he have to win more one-score games? Absolutely. But Harbaugh, and no reasonable fan, not your crazy college fan, no reasonable fan is denying Harbaugh's really good at what he does. He now owns Ohio State. He owns the Big Ten. This is his best team coming back ever. Got to a Super Bowl, turned around San Diego, Stanford, the 49ers, uh, and, and Michigan. Uh, but I, I tend to be a Sark believer. I don't think they'll be in a lot of close games this year. I think they're going to blow out a lot of people. But you go to Lubbock, you go to, you go to Waco, you go to these night games in the Big 12, everybody's spreading it out. So this is, to me, all the Sark critics, pins and needles this year. I'm a believer, but I was a believer in Lincoln. I used to bring him on second year when he was coaching Oklahoma. I watched their games and thought, this cat's different. <laughs> this cat is different. I love Brian Kelly even early at Notre Dame. I'm a Harbaugh guy. I'm a Sark guy. But the close game thing, it's not great. It's not great for James Franklin. I think he's a good coach. Go look at James Franklin one score game. It's not great for Harbaugh. And so far, it hasn't been great for Sark. Here's Sark at Big 12 Media Days. I really love our football team. I love their mindset. I love where they're at. Uh, I know that uh, there's been so much talk about the SEC and what's happening in 2024. Uh, but I think one thing that I love about this team that we have this year is their focus on 2023 and this opportunity we have here in the Big 12. Uh, it's going to be a heck of a season, great competition. And I'll make a prediction. The two biggest glamour programs in college football, not saying the best, but the best glamour programs are USC and Texas. 
The last time USC and Texas were great, college football's championship game ratings were historic. So I don't, I don't think Texas is ready to play for a national championship. I think USC is close, although I think LSU, Georgia, Michigan may be better. But I, 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 Texas being good in college football is really important. Ohio State's great. It's not a glamour program. Notre Dame tends to be kind of a glamour program. USC, Texas, glamour program. Miami Hurricanes haven't been good forever. It's kind of a glamour program. A little juice to it, a little sizzle to it. So I think they're going to be really, really good this year. I do not, unlike everybody else, I do not love their quarterback. Brock Ewers, like everybody else does. Quinn Ewers, excuse me. I think he's a little loose. Doesn't play with urgency. Can get a little sloppy mechanically. But um, this is the year for Sark. And that, and that he's not good in close game stuff. You got to be careful because Harbaugh's not great in close games. He's okay. It's not a disaster, but he's not Brian Kelly. He's not Lincoln Riley. So fired up for it. So fired up for it. By the way, the Kyler Murray stuff, he's talking now. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring something up. Uh, Albert Breer is going to be joining us next hour. The Kyler Murray stuff. Why did you do that? What, what was that look for? Well, you know, I was, I was talking with the producers. I was like, <laughs> already thinking about tomorrow's show. I'm like, <laughs> I might lead the show with Kyler Murray. I mean, the quotes he gave out, Colin. You, what? what? What's wrong with this guy? Well, he just said last year happened for a reason. Well, there's there's more. He just spoke recently again, and uh, he's just. I don't think he fully gets it. You know, being a professional, being a leader, none of that stuff. It's hard. We've talked about it. I mean, they gave well, him a lot of money. Well, yeah, I know, but that doesn't make you a good leader. It just makes you rich. You would think it would, he would understand. Hey, well, we're paying you a lot of money. You're the face of our franchise. Well, that's Kyler, that's fall fair. in line, like be a leader. I mean, look at and the NBA. No, there's none of LeBron's that. LeBron's been a good leader. Steph's been a good leader. Giannis has been a good leader. Jokic has been a good leader. Luka's been talented. He's like 23. Well, okay, but you're, Kyler Murray's not 40. I mean, he's a kid too. So I'm saying is don't, don't confuse great player with leader. Steph's a great leader. I think Jalen Brunson with the Knicks has huge leadership skills. Jimmy Butler's got some, and he's bounced around. It's a big difference. In the I, NFL, Like I, I feel like Joe Burrow's got incredible leadership skills. Uh, Jay Cutler was talented. So just remember, wasn't it last summer that Kyler was dealing with the uh, the homework clause in his contract? Yeah. And now this summer it's, oh, Caleb Williams is going to be the number one pick. Arizona is going to take him and dump Kyler. And it feels like he's starting to understand that and is already ticked off. Well, they're going to, if they get the number one pick, they will take. Yes. Now then the question becomes, who wants Kyler Murray? Oh, there'll be plenty. You don't think anybody wants Kyler Murray? Well, he does. I will say this. It's going to be a cap issue. I mean, let's be honest about yeah. it. Yeah, he makes a lot. So it's not just like who wants him, it's who can afford him. And that's a different question entirely. Our number two latest stuff with Albert Breer. It's the herd. This festival and concert season will be all about the boots. And Decovis is your stop before attending your next concert. All Decovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Decovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink, and shop new styles. I love it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit Tacovas.com. Stores are great, but it's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride-or-die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 